Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. Hi. On today's show, Vicky, Vicky watched a show about ghosts. I think in Britain, because it's a British show, even though there is an American version, but we're going to talk about the British one. I will also talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about the Aliens video game, the PS5, and E3, and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Uh, or just search up BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app to find us. Yes, so many different ways to get a hold of us. Leave feedback however which way you want to. You can send us emails. You can send us messages on social media. You can tag us and stuff. Uh, I don't care. You can just do whatever the hell you want to do. Get a hold of us or just listen to the podcast and maybe give us a five-star review because the stars mean that my ego doesn't get bruised for another week. Getting right into talking about television, Vicky, you are watching a show that I was very confused at at first because um, there is a show on CBS right now called Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're watching that? And you're like, no, this one's on like BBC America or something like that. And I was like, th- I'm, I'm very confused. It's another one of those stories where the British did it first and America went to copy it. Ah, okay. I was wondering which side it, uh, this was going on because we've seen that with like... Um, shows like The Office. Office. Friends did it the other way with coupling, which kind of ended horrifyingly, or coupling did it, but Something like that. But I know that, uh, I think Emily, which was Ross's wife, the second wife or whatever, she was on that show. She was like the Rachel, so that's kind of where that tie-in came in. Interesting. Uh, But Ghost, the American version, just came out this year, while Ghost, the BBC version or British version, came Mm -hmm. out in 2019. And this is one of those things. Facebook gives me a bunch of ads like, hey, check out this show and all this. And I finally said, you know what? Let me see where it's streaming. And if I have access to it, I'll watch it. I had a craft day. And luckily enough, it was on HBO Max. So if you guys are curious, I definitely recommend checking it out. It is so fun and cute and sweet, but takes you through all these twists and turns. Basically, what happens is this girl and her husband inherit... A house, like from a distant, distant half step, whatever relative. She's yeah, the last you, one in line. You see how that works, yeah. And it's this gorgeous mansion, and they've been looking for a place to live, and they could only afford a crappy apartment. <laughs> and they're like, "We can own a place, okay? We right? can turn it into like our own little, you know, air, like an air, a a B and B or a hotel of ours that, but we can live in it." Uh, but the thing is, this this mansion, this area has been around for a very, very long time. And a lot of people have died in it or on the property. So it stands to reason that even though they're making a B&B, that there are already residents there. Yes. <laughs> and let's just say those ghosts aren't super happy about the idea of the you know their home t- being turned into a hotel of sorts. Yeah, it's invading their space. And I mean, not everyone who <laughs> dies is here because some actually get to go and go to the beyond, if you will. Oh, okay, yeah. These are the ones that have stuck around because they have not finished, what, what do they call it? They're, uh, they have unfinished business. Okay. And you have ghosts from 
all kinds of eras. You have a Neanderthal one who was on there before there was even a building. <laughs> and, he, and he's probably, even though he speaks like a Neanderthal, one of the smartest characters. That's even funnier. Like, don't play him at chess. I will <laughs> say that much. You have, like, peasant, uh, like a peasant woman. You have some from, like, old Victorian times. And they're very sweet and dysfunctional characters. I think, like, the earliest or, like, the... There's one guy who died in the 80s from an accident because he was like a scout leader. So if you oh, see wow. the if you see pictures or trailers from either show, because the American version did this too, and that's how I figured out it was the same one. He has like an arrow, like a little arrow stuck in his uh, neck. Wow. Um, but that he's an accident. He, he kind of makes me think of like the Wisconsin dad. He's just so pure and so sweet. <laughs> uh, and then you have like a politician who died having a heart attack. And let's just say whatever you're wearing when you die is what you wear in your afterlife. Oh, really? So he does not wear pants. <laughs> let's wow. just put it that way. That's how he died. Sounds like my kind of life. <laughs> uh, and in the American version, by while looking at pictures, they also have some sort of politician with no pants on. Wow, okay. So they're keeping some of the things as you go across. It'll be interesting yes. because I know BJ's watching the American version. Yes. So it'll be fun to kind of see maybe a compare and contrast on how he feels about that. Is this more comedy and less spooky then? Because I was thinking, ooh. Yeah, yeah. No. Like something called Ghosts yeah. and Vicky's watching it. I think you can get a determine it at that point what it is. It's, 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 it's pretty funny because what ends up happening is no one can see ghosts. Yeah. But the gal who inherited the place has an accident, falls out of a window, and technically dies for a little bit, but is revived oh. at the hospital kind of a thing. Oh, so she kind of opened up that door. And she now sees ghosts and can talk to them and hear them. I see dead people. Yeah, and it's 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 a lot of shenanigans at first trying to deal with all these different personalities that live in her house. Nobody else sees them, and it, it's pretty awesome. She's living there with her husband. Uh, I sent a little clip from Facebook to Rev, and it, it shows a scene of her like confronting them, like, what do you want? Okay, I admit you're here. What do you want? She's like, we have to live together. What do you want? It's like the worst roommates ever. No one, no one else can see him, and you got to deal with all their BS. And oh, you yeah. have one gal, I think maybe Victorian era. I, I'm really bad at guessing eras, uh, but her name is Kitty, and she's like this. You know, she looks like she's in her 20s, maybe 30s, and she is this sweet gal. Like even though she's a woman, she acts like an eight year old girl. Oh, like, can we have a sleepover? Oh, and then she'll wake up right next to her. It's like, come on. And she's like, what did I say about waking up next to me? Like, no. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. It was the late 1700s, which is the Victorian era. Good job on you. Congratulations on that. She's wearing one of those Victorian era dresses. It's honestly, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of sweet moments in it. And it makes you wonder, what would you do if you could see ghosts? Yeah, I would have conversations with them. I definitely would talk to them. Because I feel bad for her. Because it's not just the ghost in her house. Like, whenever she does venture off anywhere, she'll start talking to someone and then realize, oh, wait. Oh, it's like everywhere. Everywhere. Because wow. at first she thinks it's just, you know, maybe it's something in the house. There's a gas leak or something. I don't know. And she goes to the doctor's office. It's like, oh, okay. So when you could see them anywhere, huh? It's like, well, I don't know. It's like, cool. Well, your doctor will be in soon. What? Oh, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on HBO Max. Yes. All right, cool. That's I'm awesome. I'm not sure where the American version is. Uh, I think it's CBS. Uh, but, but I mean, you can Google it. I'm worried. <laughs> I kind of want to watch the BBC version one more time and then maybe watch the American version. Yeah. Because they do look like some characters are the same. Some are a little different. Looks like they got a Viking and maybe a hippie. 
in the American version, but mm. yeah, well, yeah, keep on watching the British one. Usually, rewatch it. Yeah. It's, it was a quick watch. It's only got like three seasons. They're thirty minutes each. Uh, only twenty-one episodes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So you could, if you've got a longer weekend, or you, know, yeah. you just got to do laundry like Vicky does, then <laughs> <laughs> laundry. And I was doing my arts and crafts, but uh, we are supposed to get some new episodes sometime this year. Oh, nice, awesome. Thank you so much, Vicky. We got to move on here because we've got Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that at SKNR.net. We've got a lot of information to cover. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, we got stuff covering TV, games, and conventions. So let's start off with the, the, the old TV here. Okay, well, the big news uh, this week has been news about the brand new Alien series that is getting ready to start filming. And of course, you know, when your series is called Alien, people are like, okay, so where does the alien fit into all of this? And uh, the other day, we actually got news that, yes, the alien is going to fit into a series called Alien. And the effects are going to be done by Peter Jackson's company, Weta Digital. And, um, you know, while they traditionally the alien franchise per se, they did do some of the effects work on Prometheus. So they are familiar with the universe, but this would be their first time actually taking on the alien creature as we know it. So uh, casting's getting set to ramp up. We've been told filming is going to begin in about months, if not sooner. And so we're excited for that. And hopefully, uh, you know, if the world situation improves and as conventions roll out, we might some news about it later in the summer. It's uh, always fun to make sure that they do have actual aliens in the uh, Alien series. So I'm very glad about that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> you imagine watching the whole thing, waiting for the alien to show up, waiting for the <laughs> alien to show up, and <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. Now, moving on from that, uh, it's been really hard to get a PS5. If you've managed to either have to, uh, you know, follow sites or like Twitter accounts that are keeping track of them, maybe you've been able to score one for yourself or you've maybe plunked down a lot of money based off of bots and scalpers getting them. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of relief coming from Sony. Yeah, and the weird thing about it was the other day, Sony announced that due to shortages, they are going to ramp up production of the PS4s. And this kind of surprised everybody because my first thought was is it really that difficult to get your hand on a newer used ps4 ps4 pro right now right um you know you have your games coming out and i understand i do know the ps5 works with ps4 games and stuff and there at least for this year you will probably see new releases for the most part have a ps4 and a ps5 version or you know as we've talked in the past, it's a PS4 released, but you can patch it up to the PS5 and get additional benefits and that sort of thing. And what puzzled me about this is obviously I'm not an engineer, so I don't understand all the ins and outs of this, but I uh, asked a few people, I said, my understanding is there's consoles can't, they can't meet up with demand. And it's not just the PS5. It is the Xbox console. It is the graphic cards. We talked about that last is due to a semiconductor issue. And my question was, I understand that new consoles are newer technology, but, you know, are how can you say we can't get the components for this, but we have the components for this? Because there is a point where certain components are at least, or at least the raw materials are similar. And yeah. I said, you know, can someone explain, is it a case of, 
the newer ones do need this and the older ones use the older ones laying around. And, you know, somebody said to me, what happens is that processors are made with microarchitecture nodes. And he goes, for example, you have a factory and this is essentially the assembly line. And if the assembly line is not being currently used and they haven't taken it down, uh, you can fire it up and build, you know, what you need to, but it all comes down to, do you have the right raw materials for it? And then, you know, somebody said to me, another problem is that you have multiple components. The, the memory, the SSD are part of the newer consoles. And so it may not be simply, oh, we don't have enough of this to make the processor and the core components. It could be a case of we don't have enough to make the newer ones, plus have the SSDs, plus have this and all the stuff that we need into it. Not so much a microprocessor. It can be a sum of all the ingredients. And I said, okay, you know, that makes a little more sense. But then others have said, however, when you get down to the components, they are similar enough as well. And the fact that it doesn't appear there is a shortage of PS4 units on the market, why would you take your resources that you do have to produce these? And people have, you know, one of those head-scratching moves out there. Yeah, it seems really interesting on that aspect. I mean, even when they're sharing parts and components, you're like, well, just keep those. And, like, I haven't seen any issues with uh, getting a PS4. They're out there. They're everywhere. So just to have that, it's almost like the, hey, Mom, I want McDonald's. We got McDonald's at home. And it's just like, well, yeah, but no. (laughs) And, and, And let's take it down to the basic part, labor. You're still taking a workforce and making them make something. <laughs> Maybe no that's figure. the whole thing. Maybe it's just like, hey, we can't make the new ones, and we want to make sure that we've got the people continuing to make things at uh, at our plants. So it's, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, like you even yeah, said, it's it, like I'm not, I'm not an economist. I'm not an engineer, so I don't know what the hell is going on. I know. I mean, see, it'd be one thing if they said we're going to come out with like a PS4 Pro Pro that comes in plum and blue. And maybe you could at least say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." You know, we're going to, the collectors will all run out and grab that. They're not. From what I'm told, these are just the base PS4 units. So see, you could like reskin a whole bunch of them, like you just said, and have like the special ones. And they've done that in the past. And especially Xbox has done that. So that would make more sense. But eh, I mean, everyone's just trying to figure out what the hell's going on for like the last two years years so i kept trying something yeah and nothing makes sense anymore that's for sure <laughs> well one thing that does make sense is that uh conventions are shutting down and there has been a big one. has e3 been officially canceled or what's going on man e3 has not been canceled but okay. they've come out and said they will not be doing a live in-person show they will be mm. uh, they will do it online again okay as they did last year that now the previous year they did not have a show because they this is when it was all uh, taking off and they kind of held out and then they eventually said no we can't do it and it's not happening and so what is interesting about this is naturally when these things happen there is the larger, you know, speculation. There are other shows that are coming that haven't canceled yet that they still intend. Some, such as PAX East, which is only a couple months off, are still, as of now, going to happen. And there are other shows in February that aren't. But what is really interesting about this is they came out and they pulled the plug on it about a few days ago. So everyone's saying, "Yeah, June, why are you pulling the plug now? 
Others are saying, well, it has to do with planning and logistics and that sort of thing. And that, you know, you get to a point where you're approaching companies to take part and so on and so forth. And what I'm hearing through, you know, the various uh, channels is that is actually the bigger part of it. And as you know, the years uh, that we've been having to deal with this, you've had things like the Summer Games event happen. You've had um, the Game Awards where a lot of reveals have happened, where companies are doing their own digital thing. And what we're hearing is that one of the problems that they were encountering, encountering is that big companies were not willing to commit to the show, meaning Sony, meaning Nintendo. And the concern was if they don't show up, are some of the other companies right below them on the pecking order not going to show up? Are going to run into a situation like we had with PAX last summer where none of the big guys came up, none of the media people came up, and it was all more uh, obscure indie companies where people are saying, you know, we're supposed to be the premier trade show and event. We can't go through the time and trouble of putting this thing on and having to bring in the safety protocols when we don't have what would be for us the premier talent, um, you know, to showcase at the event. And so people have said they think that has to do with it. And it's not so much a we don't want to be a part of E3. It is a case of with everything right now and the uncertainty of the impact of these shows, we don't want to commit the resources to do it when the model in the last two years has shown we can just do take part in this show, take part in that show, do our own thing, put the trailers out. And let's be honest, uh, have, you know, uh, I haven't seen anybody suffering greatly from having their release not sell. I mean, sure. There have been some things that have not quite met the expectations, depending on who you listen to. Some people say, well, call of duty Vanguard isn't selling as well as they'd hope, but it's still selling quite well and quite profitable. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, the big thing on that also is that in this day and age, a lot of stuff going online, even when you see convention stuff, even before pandemics, uh, there was really sort of a move to even have stuff like panels online, at least available on something like Twitch or like the big reveals, maybe if not real time, came out fairly soon. So being able to shift to that, keeping everyone getting the information out there with, again, like you said, without that huge cost, of you know leasing or renting out a, a gigantic convention hall and doing the setup, the travel, all of the headaches that are involved with that, it kind of stands to reason that that would make a lot more sense financially on that end, also to keep people safe. It does. And what's so interesting about it is if you look at the industries between film, TV, and game, there seems to be a massive uh, shift in how they view these things. It seems like the gaming industry is saying, we're content to just do these things online with certain events and go from there. However, with film and television, it seems to be very different. I mean, we've had San Diego Comic-Con do the online conventions, and they've been successful with it. But I think anybody who's ever been to the show will tell you there was not nearly the participation, there was not nearly the excitement, and there's not nearly the energy on the online show that there is in person. And that applies not just to them, but to shows like the D23 Expo, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth, because there's something different about watching a pre-recorded panel and sitting and watching it on YouTube on your own schedule versus a scheduled event 
where the stars are right there, where you can ask them questions directly, and you do not know what they're going to show, but you know that in keeping with a convention of this sort, they are going to come in with a first look. They are going to come in with some kind of news, and there is going to be buzz and hype generated. And as I tell people, you can put a pre-recorded panel out for millions of people, and there are people that will say it will not generate the same impact as presenting a panel to 5,000 people in a room that is you know, at capacity, no more gets in, where they are not going to allow the trailer to go online. They are not going to allow the pictures, yeah. but just all those people hitting social media with their recaps of what they saw, that generates far more buzz and excitement continued because as we saw with Spider-Man and other things, sure, the trailers will take off and do well, but you have to have the buzz building up to them to really make them pop. And that seems to be the big difference in that the studios are still saying, we need these shows, but then again, it's do we want to be part of a big thing or do we want to do our own showcase? Because yeah. look at Warner Brothers. They have Fandom and they're pulling down. There's that huge debate of what do we do for Comic-Con, Disney, D23 Expo or Comic-Con? But it still comes back to they do see the value of a live show. The difference mm-hmm. is Fandom is digital. The others are on, are in person. It'll be real interesting to see how this all pans out. I mean, this year has already started off nice and weird, but I know that you're going to keep a, uh, a a finger on the pulse of uh, all of the information out there, including games, including tech, a lot of stuff out there. You can go to SKNR.net or just search for Skewed and Reviewed. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky. I know it's Friday, so I'm going to assume that we're doing movies. Movies! Movies! And maybe some shows. Oh, interesting. Uh, we do have a few movies that are coming out this week that uh, may be in our wheelhouse. I mean, there's a lot of the horror movies that are yeah, yep. the good old dumping grounds is January and February. And of course, the biggest one that a lot of people have been waiting for with 77% on the tomato meter, no audience score as of yet. Scream. Oh, yeah. The fifth installment of the Scream franchise. And we are seeing ne- uh, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette back. Mm-hmm, as the their triumvirate original- of their, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a bunch of new, oh, Jack Quaid is also in this. Oh, That's- yeah, from The Boys. Yeah, he played Wee Huey in The Boys. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you are into the old school Scream, which funny enough, I have actually seen Scream. You have? Yeah, mostly because my buddy loves horror movies. He's like, hey, you want to come over and watch movies? Okay. Okay, it's his house. He's like, let's watch a horror movie. I'm like, Ugh. Well, I mean, you know what? It's, it's. As far I, as horror movies go, it's not that bad. It's a Gen X sort of almost ironic um, version of a slasher. So, I mean, like they blatantly are talking about the rules of horror movies as they mm-hmm. go along and you know break the rules and get murdered. So it's kind of fun on that aspect. Scream is a very, uh, the first two movies are fantastic. Third one, a little weird, and I haven't seen the fourth one yet. So I need to watch that, I think, before this one. And, I mean, I'm a millennial, so I grew up watching the scary movie franchise. Yeah. All, all, like, the first few were good because you're a teenager, and, of course, they're good. And then progressively <laughs> got worse and worse, which also made them kind of good in their own way. So going back to watch Scream after all that, 
wasn't so bad. Yeah, I guess that totally makes sense. And also at this point in time, I know a lot of people are out there trying to uh, tell everyone, don't spoil the movie. Scream is notable for its twists and turns, Mm -hmm. and there are some in this one. So just, you know, don't like walk out of the theater saying, you know, anything terrible or like anything about the movie. Maybe wait till you get into your car and get home to discuss it. I was reading a few articles that were saying like it, it feels very weird Uh, for the actors to come in on set with fake scripts and scripts that they're not allowed to take with them and everything. They're basically getting the superhero movie treatment, if you will. I forgot. Courtney Cox survived in Scream. She was the um, news yeah, anchor. yeah, yeah. She was the news anchor, Gail Weathers. That's right. Yeah, okay. she she survived the first three. I'm going to have to assume she was uh, either in or survived the fourth one because she's in the fifth one. Unless she's a ghost. Ooh, mm. that'd be, twist. Yeah, that'd be weird. Although I did see a picture of her as a reporter, in, like for one of the promotional shots and stuff. So I yeah, she's like probably still Gail, not. Gail Weathers, My not dream Ghost is Weathers. Dead. <laughs> so if that is your jam, check that. That one out. Another movie that technically is coming out this week. I'm guessing it was either like it came out last year. It's an anime, so either they came out like with the redubbing this year, or it's kind of you know when they do like a small release and then they do the actual big theatrical release. Mm-hmm, totally, yeah. It might have been one of those, but it's an anime called Bell. And that's B E L L E. I almost said three L's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it does look like this is probably a. Um, like redub version because one of the voices is Chase Crawford, the actor. He was he's in the boys. He's the Aquaman, oh. if you will, of the boys. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So the, the deep. <laughs> this is a PG movie anime. It says Susie's a shy everyday high school student living in a rural village, and for years she was the only she has only been a shadow of herself. But when she enters you, a massive virtual world, she escapes into her online persona as Belle, a gorgeous and globally beloved singer. And one day, her concert is interrupted by a monstrous creature chased by vigilantes. As their hunt escalates, Susie embarks on an emotional and epic quest to uncover the identity of this mysterious beast and to discover her true self in a world where you can be anyone. Wow. Yeah, this actually, it looks super beautiful. Oh, like, yeah. just looking at some of the images on uh, online right now. Oh, yeah. Like, that that really amazing anime style. Yeah, if you're you're a fan of anime, definitely check it out. And please let us know what you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that's coming out that's, you know, kind of horror-esque. Uh, well, I mean, it is. It's <laughs> like, but I mean, like, is it good? Is it not? It's It's got seven reviews. The Tomato Meter... It's got 86%. Okay. It's called The Free Fall. The Free Fall. And I mean, it says a young woman must wrestle with an overbearing husband as she tries to take her own life. But if you look at the picture, it's like her with like black blood coming out of her mouth. So there is very much horror mystery. Ooh, yeah. Uh, not my jam. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, but uh, the only actor I really recognize in this is Sean Ashmore. Which he's either Iceman or his twin brother. Oh. <laughs> yes, he was Iceman. Oh. So Sean Ashmore uh, was also, I think. Oh, in the, yeah, that's right. Wasn't he recently? Was it The Boys? No. He was on another show recently. Uh, he was, yeah. He was Lamplighter in The that's Boys. That's right. Yeah. He was in Lamplighter. Oh, yep. okay, yeah, 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 him. yeah. yeah. Uh, that's about the only character I recognize in this. So if you like horror movies, not getting bad. Reviewed well, yet? I mean, there was seven, and so that um, means out of like, and it's getting what like eighty six percent. That means one person didn't like it so far out of the seven. Again, 
It's horror in January. Mm. If you're watching this, you kind of know what you're getting into. Well, how about some mystery thriller? Like, this is interesting to me. Whenever I see a mystery thriller or horror movie with, like, a bunch of A-listers, mm-hmm. like, okay, either you're trying to keep your medical insurance through the Actors Guild <laughs> or... I don't. Why did you take this? Or it's a passion project, maybe. It's a movie called Shattered. It's only getting eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes Oof. with a tomato meter. I mean, in the tomato meter, there's only eleven reviews. But when I say you know all star cl- cast, I mean you got John Malkovich in this. Um, John Malkovich. Yes, uh, Cameron <laughs> Monaghan, who was like the Joker in the Gotham series. He was oh, also in yeah. Shameless. Frank Grillo. Or Grillo, I'm not really sure how to... I think it might be Grillo, but he was Crossbones yep. in the MCU. Uh, which, random, 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 Dat Fan, who's a comedian, he's in this. Which, I haven't heard of Dat Fan, Dat Fan. in like 15 years. So he, I'm won, like, he won one of the first the last comic, comic, stand, last last comic, comic standings. Standing. Yeah, and just got completely roasted by Colin Quinn oh. and on his old show back in the day. Look that. Uh, I was, <laughs> look up that YouTube. It's amazing. I was, have a, to do that. I was obsessed with Dat Fan when I was in high school. I thought he was so funny. So again, like that's a little weird. But you know, you got phenomenal actors like Cameron Monaghan, John Malkovich. They're phenomenal actors. So to see them in a... Movie where it's only getting eighteen percent. Yeah. Um, but this is. It says after a lonely tech millionaire named Chris, which is played by Cameron Monaghan, encounters a charming, sexy Sky played by Lily Krug. Passion grows between them, and when she's injured, she quickly steps in. Oh, he's injured. She quickly steps in as a nurse, but Sky's odd behavior makes Chris suspect that she is more sin- has more sinister intentions. Especially when Sky's roommate is found dead from mysterious causes. Bum, bum, I'm getting bum. a lot of uh, oh, what is that? Like even looking at some of the pictures. If you don't want it spoiled, don't look at the pictures. Um, but misery vibes. Yeah. Um. Somebody from Variety. Um. One of the quotes. One of the lines from their article is: "Think of it as fatal attraction with buckets of blood." Oh. So okay. yeah, it's misery. You, yeah. If you love, if you love blood, uh, this might be for you. Uh, not, <laughs> not a vampire, so. But I did say there was a few shows that did come out this week that are worth mentioning. One being Peacemaker. Yeah. Speaking of bucket of blood, <laughs> buckets of blood. Oh my yes. goodness. So this is going to be on HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so stoked for this. As of right now, because this actually came out, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday. yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what day it is anymore. Uh, <laughs> but as of now, at the moment of the recording, it is getting 92% on the tomato meter and 91% as an audience score. And this is James Gunn's little mm-hmm. kind of passion project. And it, I saw on Twitter, it, he basically created this um, because A, Peacemaker was the only person from Suicide Squad that really didn't learn a lesson um, <laughs> yeah. at the end of it. He still ended up being the same old Jerko as he yeah. was. But then also it was it started off as just like a writing exercise because he was holed up during the pandemic. Oh, and it was just like, well, what would happen if this became a show? And James Gunn is uh, he is a very um, prolific writer when it comes down to a lot <laughs> of the shows. And it just kept going and going and going. And then now everybody's in on it. So I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. And um, uh, I don't know if you, uh, Vicky, have seen the the mascot that uh, Peacemaker has. Is it the eagle? It's the eagle. I think it's named Eagly. I saw a trailer where he's like, he looks like he's playing with it, like somebody would play with a puppy. Yeah. Like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I very much enjoyed his Suicide Squad movie. Like, I'm getting him confused because there's the Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad. Yeah, this uh, his was the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Which, 
he wasn't lying when he said there was a lot of people that were going to die. And a lot of them broke my heart because James Gunn does that. He does. He's very good at doing the uh, little bait and switch on there on that one. But like even characters are like, no, they have to be safe. Like some you don't even get attached to because their death is just, <laughs> it just needs to happen. It's hilarious. But then he'll get you in the heart with some of those deaths. I know. He does it in every movie. I swear to freaking God. I like how you were like, you don't, don't get too attached when we had the detachable kid. And then also right in the heart, which was... <laughs> yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah, kind of a way that someone goes. Which technically, the the detachable kid, he never was officially dead. True. He never actually, we never saw him yeah. dead or deceased on screen, which technically we even saw the weasel said deceased. Yeah. But he came back to life because yeah, he so coughed get, up his water. <laughs> so <laughs> out there, maybe we'll see a cameo by Nathan Fillion as the detachable kid, or maybe we'll see the weasel in this at some point, which weasel. would be hilarious. Which I would bet good money we will at least see his brother in something, whether it's CGI or not. <laughs> oh, Sean Gunn? Sean Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> and I did see something, I can't find the article right now, but saying that he's kind of got some ideas working on another show. Really? So I'm like, anything he does, it's been freaking phenomenal. So I'm down. Yeah, right. Uh, there is another show that it's caught my eye a little bit because I like these actors and it's throwing me off. Okay. Because you look at it, you read the description, I'm like this is like a regular maybe drama, maybe some comedy. But it also says it's fantasy. All right. And it's called Wolf Like Me. Wolf Like Me. Why does that? It has Josh Gad and Isla Fisher, and they're both also producers I, of this. I've seen commercials for this, I think. And it's a song from a band that I like TV on the radio. That's why that uh, sounds familiar. So, okay, no, this sounds interesting. But, it, it, I mean, it, it, when you read the description, it says, Gary's an emotional wreck and struggles to provide for his daughter since the death of his wife. And Mary has a secret she can't bring herself to share with anyone, and the universe brought these two together for a reason. And I'm sitting here like, I don't want to get too into it so I don't figure out the ending or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least what the twist is. But someone said there is a twist, which makes me think that's where the fantasy portion comes into play. Yeah. So if you guys do happen to see this and you feel like it kind of falls in our wheelhouse of nerdy stuff, let us know and like we'll try to check it out. I like both Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. They're so, phenomenal. Yeah, they're really good actors. So uh, this actually looks quite interesting. Maybe that's one of those ones that uh, the fantasy element uh, won't bother the wife too much and we can watch it. Be like, no, it's just a total fun show and uh, maybe something horrifying happens. We don't know yet. Let us know. And any shows or movies you watch, please shoot us a message. We would love to hear your reviews or maybe we need to go see them ourselves. Exactly. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.